0: Canadian singer-songwriter, Sid Carter-West releases her debut single, Blue Eyes. eyes
1: Sid Carter-West, wherever
0: you get your music, or at sidcarterwest.com. Welcome to Inside Today's Country, the show that gets the real stories from today's country stars. Stories you haven't heard anywhere else. Your host is Tim Black. Tim has been on the radio interviewing the biggest stars in the business and discovering new talent for more than 20 years. And now in his very own podcast. Are you ready? Let's go Inside Today's Country. On this week's episode of Inside Today's Country, I catch up with Aaron Goodvin, who's been in Nashville for the last 10 years. We'll talk about his new single called Good Old Bad Days from the new album V, which, by the way, is named after his wife. We'll also talk about who he'd still like to write with. And he says this about his dogs.
1: They live their best life, man. They sleep <laughs> on the bed. They sleep on the bed more than we sleep on the bed.
0: All that and more as we go Inside Today's Country with Aaron Goodvin next. Because of you, I got a new... Aaron Goodman, welcome to the podcast for the first time, my friend. It's good to be here. (laughs) It's a whole new world, right? The podcast world is something different for us.
1: I love the podcast world. Do you? I think it's, I think it's, I really do. I listen to a lot of different ones and, um, you know, I just find them so interesting. And, um, there's, there's a few that I just frequent all the time.
0: And who are the, and whose are those?
1: Well, probably at the top of my list would be Dax Shepard's armchair expert.
0: Okay. And what's have it, you ever what, heard of what? that? No, I haven't. What's what's uh, what's the deal oh, with that man. one? Oh man,
1: you will go down the rabbit hole of, <laughs> of of he's he's basically so I don't know if you know who Dax Shepard is.
0: No, I don't. Um, so enlighten me.
1: Okay, so he's he was on the TV show uh, Parenthood.
0: Okay. Um,
1: he was in that movie way back um, with. Um, With Dane Cook, the uh, good luck—is it good luck? No, I don't think I'm getting that right. Uh, The employee of the month, the one where Dane Cook is trying. Yeah, but anyway, um, he's an actor, and um, I just find it so. uh, You know, um, he's he's like an ex addict, and he kind of comes everything comes at everything from you know the perspective of you know that you know he's he's over drugs now. He's married to um, Kristen Bell. Okay, and uh, so they talk about that a lot. But he interviews like a bunch of uh, uh, any anybody from um, celebrities, like uh, TV stars, movie stars, and yeah. uh, it's just it's just all very interesting to hear everybody's story. And his perspective is so great; it's just he just comes from a and he's hilarious, so that doesn't you know hurt anything. So,
0: where do you find yourself listening to podcasts?
1: usually my truck i mean we spend a lot of time on the road yeah no doubt <laughs> but uh I, I my wife and i bought a house uh about 4 years ago and um in fairview tennessee so we're we're not directly in nashville mm-hmm. um we're about 40 minutes out towards Memphis. um okay and we, uh, we have two dogs and, um, you know, an acre of land and, uh, you know, I, I love it out here. It gives me a chance to kind of get away from, uh, music city. Um, you know, and people might think I'm crazy for trying to get away from it, but, you know, when you live here and, you know, I used to take trips to Nashville. And so, uh, early on in my career, when I was about 18, 19 years old, I, I would, you know, fly down and I've literally worked for three weeks straight and then I'd go home. So whenever I get to Nashville, I just turn into this like workaholic types. It's nice to get out of the city and, and uh, you know, kick my feet up at home. So,
0: Do you find that you get uh, more creativity, uh, you know, not being in the city? Although it is, I mean, it's supposed to be such a creative place. But when you're at your own place, is there more creativity flowing?
1: Um, I, You know, sometimes. Um, my immediate answer to that is like, you know, the strict ADD answer, which is I'm always trying to create something. So, uh, you know, I don't know that I, and I think Nashville is just such a, um, is such a creative place that, um, that I kind of find myself doing it kind of all the time, but there is a difference between living here and, you know, living 40 minutes out of, out of the city and, um, making trips. Like there's just a huge, um, huge difference between that i I feel like i'm still trying to get used to that which is crazy
0: you've been down there for 10 years now what's the big the biggest change that you've seen in 10 years
1: Uh, like in nashville yeah uh just just growth it's it's unbelievable um how many people are moving here and migrating here and how many people want to to, like it just it's just crazy I I think it's the fastest growing city in the U.S. right now so literally buildings are going up there's construction everywhere it's uh it's just a crazy thing you know when I first when I first moved to Nashville like it really just felt like it was it was a small town and it's kind of losing that you know um which is you know sad and and sad in ways but also good in ways so it's Um, you know, obviously with more people brings more opportunity and more things like that, but it's just, it's the biggest thing for me is like, you know, when I first started coming to Nashville and I go down to Broadway, um, it just felt like a, it it was a city, but it's just felt smaller. And, you know, now every building has rooftop bars Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, Tootsie's has three floors and most of the honky tonks have three floors and it's just, it's just made for you know, getting more people in there. So it's just crazy.
0: What are uh, some of the places that you like to go to? I I hear, uh, you know, talking to others, there's incredible barbecue down in Nashville.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, food for one thing is a thing that has totally changed in Nashville. Like when i you know, when I first started coming, it was all fried chicken and, and uh, you know, <laughs> um, after tr- after church meals. You know, yeah. but like, um, but now like, there's just such a diverse, you know, um, you know in in the culinary world, it's just everywhere, man. Like, there's there's places to eat on every corner, and mm-hmm. you know, I didn't even know Nashville hot chicken was a thing until until Hattie B's came along and then now everywhere I go it's like get Nashville hot chicken like at a restaurant in you know
0: Calgary and it's like what what is like, Nashville? what is Nashville hot chicken?
1: hot chicken It's just hot chicken it's <laughs> literally like spicy okay. like you can't like it's it's like a it's not even spicy it's it's kind of like a just like a red hot like like hotter than buffalo Oh wow than your standard buffalo Oh man Yeah and it like it's just it's really hot chicken it's like a real thing, and now I find it everywhere. It's just crazy.
0: What's it like for you, uh, you know, now that you've been down there for, for 10 years, uh, what do you notice when you come back to Canada? What's changed here?
1: Uh, well, it's it, for me, it's just, um, I, I mean, uh, first of all, love love where I'm from. So, you know, I always feel like when I get, you know, especially when I go home to Alberta, that there's, there's this kind of sense of, you um, being home, you know, and mm-hmm. I, you know, as much as I've tried to, you know, um, you know, make Nashville my home. The, the real thing is, is like Nashville is, is where I need to be, uh, for what I do. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the amount of songs that I write, but, um, going home is always like, um, it's just always feels like home. So, um, but, you know, I, I don't know that anything, you know, changes really much. I mean, my, you know, people's perception of who I am has changed, mm-hmm. which is always such a weird thing. Because, like, I I still walk around the airport, you know, with my jeans tucked into my boots. So, um, you know, because every time I, I'm traveling all the time, so I'm, I'm always going for comfort. And, you know, I'll have, you know, I'll be wearing a hoodie with my, you know, jeans tucked in and people will be like are you Aaron Goodman? Like, oh, geez, I need to untuck my jeans for my boots right now, and then I can talk to you. <laughs> Cause it's just like people, you know, you don't expect people to know who you are. And I think that's one of the, I love that so much about, you know, going home.
0: It's right. awesome. What, what is your reaction when people find out who you are?
1: Um, I'm, I'm pretty much, you know, I'm pretty much my own, you know, I, I, I try not to be any different and I, you know, people have commented that I'm really not like, and I'm just like, I, I'm I'm kind of the same guy on stage that you get off stage, you know, I just, I just, I'm just a regular guy who just, I love what I do. And mm-hmm. I love that, um, that I'm able to make a difference, you know, with music and, and, uh, you know, so, you know, but, I, but I'll have a lot of different reactions. There's people that are really cool about it. And then there's people that are just not really cool about it mm. and, uh, you know, start freaking out, which is always fun. I just give up a big hug and move on.
0: <laughs> what got you started in the country music world, Aaron?
1: Well, my parents, uh, my parents and my family, um, all played around the campfire growing up. So music was always, um, it was always around mm. and, um, you know, accessible. Um, uh, we, uh, my family, when I was growing up, we would look for any excuse to get together and, um, you know, whether that be just a normal Tuesday night hockey game or, you know, um, or I should say a Wheeler game cause my family are big oiler fans, but, mm-hmm. or, uh, um, but, you know, um, you know everything, we, we'd go camping every year and, um, you know, all the major holidays we would get together and, and it would all, it always turn into, you know, guitars around a table or a campfire, um, you know, singing country songs. And so I, I kind of grew up on that. Um, I didn't pick up a guitar until I was, uh, um, I got a karaoke machine for Christmas when I was 12. And my <laughs> sister and I did. Right on. And, and I rock. I rocked the uh, Lion King soundtrack um, just unbelievably so much. We had this little button that you could hit so that, the, uh, uh, so that it would take out the lead vocal so that you could become the lead vocal. And so for me, like my first, like going way back to what I remember was like singing, I just can't wait to be king. So uh, that was like, that was my first intro into that. And then. And then when I learned, my, my parents always played, so we always had guitars around the house. So, Yeah. Um, I learned how to play guitar. My mom would take me to voice and guitar lessons. Um, after I kind of entered my first karaoke contest, I don't know, singing Be My Baby Tonight by John Michael Montgomery. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, this is fun. And then I, re- I realized I could write songs for girls. And then that was just kind of how it all began.
0: Where do you draw your inspiration from? Because you're doing a lot of writing.
1: I do. Writing is kind of, um, writing for me is, uh, pretty much just my church, you know, um, it's my therapy. I, I, uh, I go in and write songs almost every day. Um, and you know, I'm kind of always writing songs. It's kind of a thing, but, um, for me, but you know, mainly, um, mainly it's just real things or, you know, my perspective on how I see certain things and, you know, which isn't always everybody's, but, um you know for me it's all about um just writing the best song that's in the room i mean that that's that's always my goal um you know there's a lot of people that like to target write songs for other people and uh, a lot of songwriters in town that are doing that and there's a lot of like track guys now you know that's one of the big differences in nashville is it used to be guys who held guitars and had big hearts and now it's kind of just like these la track guys you know they just come in and build a track Got to kind of write to that, and um, so you know, for me, it's all for me. It's really all about um, just being real. I think that's how I've made it as far as I have, and um, you know, I've I've always just prided myself on trying to write the best song, whether it's for me or somebody else, and and just try to you know, just just try to connect with you know the audience as much as possible. So I, you know, that's kind of how I write songs, and and then I try and make all that rhyme.
0: What's what's the whole, uh, you know, pitching a song process like for you? I mean, cuz sometimes it's easy, sometimes it's not, right? You're and, you know, pitching is is always a, the challenge of getting that song, you know, to the next step, right?
1: Yeah, and it's just a lot different than it used to be, you know, um, you know, when I first moved to town, it was we got all these song pluggers and, you know, people who would start digging like what the, your style of writing and then would take that and and try and go out and get it cut and try and get people to hear it. And, um, you know, nowadays it's, it's, it's kind of a, you know, it's kind of a thing where it's kind of all about camps, you know, where, you know, all, if, you know, if you want to get a cut with so-and-so you got to get with somebody who's already writing songs for that person, um, and try and write with them to get one. It's just kind of a, you know, the, 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 the world that we used to live in where there was these songs laying around and you just had to find them and i mean you know people are just finding ways to write new ones and um and i think technology has a big is a big part of that you know i think um the whole track building you know there's guys that can build tracks that have never played an instrument and that's just and they can just use all the samples and build them that way so it's it's just a whole different world. So, you know, when it comes to pitching though, I mean, I, I still pitch a lot of my songs and I know that, um, I have pluggers that do that. Um, but, uh, for me, it's, for me, it's about, you know, I, I've, I've hold on to about four or five songs at a time, you know, for myself mm-hmm. um, nowadays. But, uh, but, you know, when you write, you know, 20, 30 songs a month, you know, um, um you know, there's a lot of songs. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's all about trying to—it's all about trying to find a, a home or um, for any of those things or any of those songs. And um, you know, I'm lucky enough that my career has allowed me to meet a lot of artists, and that's a really great way to get songs recorded. It's just—who's
0: yeah. the most interesting artist um, you've ever worked with?
1: I would—Chris Jansen is by far the most interesting
0: dude. And I've why? Why so? Met
1: he, he's just super quirky. And, um, you know, it's like someone who believes his own BS, which I think is awesome. You know, I think that's, I think that's a really cool thing that people that a lot more people need to have, you know, but he's just, he's just so interesting. He's got like little quirks and little things that, you know, and, and super brilliant, like very brilliant, but, um, you know, super interesting. I've worked with a lot of um awesome people though. John party's probably the funnest guy ever. Um I've written a lot of songs with John and um he is uh he's an awesome dude and just he's kinda like a um like a fireball, you know, he's just guy of mm-hmm. gets in the room and starts singing and, and grooving and um it's just a lot of fun. Do
0: you ever walk out of a session and go, mm, that didn't work?
1: All the time. Um it's uh I shouldn't say all the time. I write with a lot of people that I, you know, um, really enjoy writing with. So generally, you know, I don't put myself in that position a lot, but, um, but you know, over the course of my whole writing career, there's definitely been times, um, you know, it probably happens every week where you're like, okay, well that didn't work. And sometimes that's even with people that I've written with before it's, right. um, you know, you, you're hearing all the best songs. <laughs> Just <laughs> what people hear. They don't always hear the ones that you had to write to get to that song. Right. You know? um, I always joke about Lonely Drum because um, the reason we w- we wrote Lonely Drum was because we wrote this completely ugly song that was like this group your hair out ballad, you know, hard out ballad type thing. And um, it's... You know, and my co writer said, I love that song because it just beats on that lonely drum. And I was like, What did she say? She just beats on that lonely drum. I was like, I want to write that. <laughs> and so we started writing that song because of this completely other song. And, right. you know, that's, that's kind of generally what happens sometimes. And then, of course, we wrote lonely drum like, I don't know, I think it was 45 minutes. So, you know, and it's changed my life completely. So it's just super
0: wild. Let's talk about your brand new single. The title is
1: "Good Old Bad Days."
0: Yeah, I like the song. Um, it's great.
1: Well, I'm glad. That's awesome. We, uh, it's the song that we opened the show with. Um, so obviously, it's kind of a tempo song, up uh, tempo song. I wrote a song with Skip Black and Matt Nolan, um, who's guys that I've written with um, before. I wrote uh, "Lonely Drum" with Skip Black, and um, so. Skip and I write a lot of songs together and uh, we always bring in different three ways for, you know, just to have somebody else kind of in the room. Um, you know, I, I always say co-writing is very energy driven, you know, for me, um, you know, depending on who's all in the room, it can kind of change where the song goes. And um, I had the title on my phone, uh, Good Old Bad Days. Um, and, it, you know, the, the reason I wrote that title down was because I thought it was cool you know, to have a perspective that was super positive from, you know, days that weren't all that positive, you know, mm-hmm. in my life. So, um, you know, and uh, it was a perfect song. Is a perfect song to start the record. Um, we called, we named the record after um, after my wife Victoria. So we called the record V. And mm-hmm. She's a she's a big part of uh, everything that I do, and that's just a great way to kick off the record. And um, I'm glad that it's the next single. It's gonna be awesome.
0: How is it for uh, your wife, uh, you know, being part of what you do? What does she bring to, you know, Aaron Goodwin's life? Well,
1: for me, it's balance. You know, I I am a super, you know, um, ADD, uh, outgoing, um, (laughs) all over the place, bouncing off the walls, and she's kind of the exact opposite of that. Um, You know, we always joke because – we when we went and got when we went to get a dog, we ended up getting two dogs because I fell in love with this really hyper dog, <laughs> and she fell in love with this super calm, chill, you know, never gets rattled dog. And so, um, you know, we have two dogs at our house, and it's just really funny how um, it, it worked out that way. But that's that's kind of the dynamic of our relationship, and I I tend to um, I tend to want to uh, treat life like a roller coaster, you know. Um, where you know the highs are really great and the lows are really bad, and so uh, what she does for me is just kind of keep us in a straight line, and um, so she's a she's a big part of it. And anybody who's close to us or knows us is huge um, fans of my wife. I I don't think they would be able to hang out with me otherwise. So,
0: what are your dogs' names, and what kind of dogs are they?
1: They're uh, half black and tan coonhound, half black lab. They're oh, wow. uh, sisters, and they are. Um, my dog's name is Telluride. We call her Telly for short. And uh uh my wife's dog's name is Olive.
0: Oh. Now, do they sleep on the bed or do they get kenneled at night? It's always an it's always an issue in our house.
1: Sleep, they they live their best life, man. They sleep <laughs> on the bed. They sleep on the bed more than we sleep on the bed. <laughs> and uh um they they're just awesome. We just love them so much. We um uh, uh we take them everywhere we take them to starbucks with us and um you know they're they're a big part of our lives we'd like to uh, include them as much as possible you know one of the reasons i bought this house was so that you know these dogs could you know have have a chance to run around and have a big yard and all that fun stuff so
0: who do you want to write with that you haven't written with yet there's
1: quite a few of those um one guy that i want to write with um this guy named brett james um He's written a lot of big hits over the years um, for a lot of other people, um, just to name a few. He wrote uh, "When the Sun Goes Down" Kenny Chesney he wrote mm-hmm. that by himself.
0: Okay.
1: Um, I, ho- I hold on, Dirk Bentley. Um, kind of in the in the vein of like when I was uh, when I was growing up and I was listening to music. He was like one of the hottest writers there was. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he wrote "Drugs or Jesus." Oh wow. Uh, but, uh, one of my favorite ones, big, big, big song for uh, Jesus take the wheel. So he's uh, along with Gordy Thompson. So he's written a lot of uh, a lot of big songs over the years, and um, for whatever reason, I've uh, he's just one of the guys that I've never had a chance to t- sit down and write with. I'm sure I'll, I'm sure that'll happen at some point. But as far as artists go, I mean, I think Eric Church. I think I'd love to sit down and write a song. I don't even care if it's good. I just want to sit down and hang out with a guy and write a song. I think it'd be a lot of
0: fun. Yeah. He seems to be a guy. It would be kind of fun just to be able to hang out with a little bit. I mean, mysterious, so, but mysterious, but just very down to earth. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm i I'm just a big fan. I, y- y- you know, and when I say that, I, I don't mean that I, you know, sit around and listen to Eric church records all day. Um, you know i'll put him i'll put him in every once in a while but the, everything that he does just seems to stand the test of time and i think it's uh i think the reason for that is cuz he's just super creative and um and also so um, you know if any artist has the ability to just be themselves and um be okay with that it's eric church you know the authenticity awesome so i'm i'm a huge fan.
0: what piece of advice would you give somebody who's new and starting
1: um well for me it's it's just about outlasting everybody else you know um i'm kind of a highly competitive guy and um the one thing that i've you know my my dad always taught me while i was growing up is you know he's just like well you just haven't done something long enough you know and um so my dad's a carpenter and has been he's actually here in nashville doing renovations on our house as we speak. Um, but, uh, you know, he, he always told me just to outlast everybody else. and I, I feel like there's uh, um, there's a lot of truth to that. And I think, um, you know, if if, if the song he wrote wasn't it, then just go write another one, you know, and sooner or later you'll stumble on something great.
0: I think it's awesome to you your dad doing renovations on your house. What's he doing for you?
1: Uh, right now – in our bathroom almost 100% finished and then he's uh we're adding onto the house we're adding a boot room. We just live in this little A-frame. Okay. Um house up on a hill so we're adding the uh he's adding like a boot room for us so we can get our laundry out of our master bedroom and then
0: uh <laughs> your laundry supposed to live in your master bedroom. That's what <laughs> In about well, it.
1: Not in this house. <laughs> it just doesn't work.
0: <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. What are you listening to right now that's uh, caught your attention?
1: Uh, one of my favorite things that I can't, um, that I just I can listen to all the time is this new girl called, in, uh, her name's Ingrid Anders. Mm-hmm. Um, she's got a song called uh, on the radio called More Hearts Than Mine. Um, she's got another song called Both that I just think is great. I always kind of lean to lean more toward lyric and um, just lyric and melody more so than anything. And um, I think she's just one of the best right now. Um, but yeah, I, I haven't, uh, I, I tend to try not to listen to too, too much because I'll just steal it and I don't want to steal people's work. So um, <laughs> well, at least you're honest about it. Life, I totally, well, I'll be in a right and I'll realize that that's, that's not my melody. That's somebody else's melody. <laughs> and that always drives me nuts. So I'm I'm always, uh, you know, if anything, I'll pick up a guitar in the morning and start jamming something new as opposed to, you know, as opposed to trying to listen to a bunch of other stuff. But there is a lot of great stuff out there.
0: When you go to Starbucks, what do you have?
1: Uh, a Grande Pike with one Splenda.
0: Oh, there you go. It used to be two Splenda.
1: Oh, but you've cut back. I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to cut back. I'm hey, getting better.
0: Yeah, you're trying to be a little bit more healthier, right?
1: My wife drinks like motor oil. I don't know how she does it. It's like I'll taste her coffee and I'll be like, "What is that? <laughs> like,
0: what does she there's
1: have? No, any? Like, it's just bitter. Like, she'll <laughs> just have like the espresso shot, you know, mm-hmm. no foam thing. I don't know what it's called." <laughs> I just repeat it when she tells it to me. I don't
0: know. There, her. you have it written down in your phone, right? <laughs>
1: yes, I do. <laughs> that, I, see.
0: I see. Every good husband, every good husband has that. That's that's, that's right. That's we always have I our Mary. we have those little note things written down, right? Yes. <laughs> Aaron, where can yes. people find you on social media, my friend? Uh,
1: it's pretty simple. AaronGoodman dot com, and you can find links to everything there. But uh, on Instagram, it's Aaron J Goodvin. Everywhere else, it's Aaron Goodvin.
0: Any tours coming up in uh, 2020?
1: Uh, we are um, currently putting a bunch of that together. Um, we just announced this morning we're doing a 12-date um, tour across the western United States. Sorry, southeastern United States. Um, so we have 12 shows there. Um, all ten. Um, the venues, Tin Roof. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a, a venue that started off in Nashville and has since branched out to all these different places, and um, so we're really excited to be doing that. And uh, we got a few, we got a couple shows in California, and then uh, there's a there's a few shows in Canada right now, but we do expect to be super super busy in uh, in Canada this summer. So
0: excellent, Aaron. Thanks very much for spending some time with us. All the best with the uh, rentals in the house, the new single, and uh, and uh, trying to get room on the bed with your dogs. <laughs>
1: I love it. That's going to be the biggest challenge right there.
0: Thank you so much, Tim. Thanks for listening to Inside Today's Country with Tim Black. Don't forget to like and subscribe. This has been a Tim Black on production.